0: Erev Tov, everybody. Good evening to our third installment of our series on the book of Mishlei. tonight we will finally begin some of the proverbs and the parables that Shlomo HaMelech teaches us in this sefer, all in an effort to seek wisdom, to seek musar, discipline, and all the wonderful things that he wishes to hand over to us uh, that is found in this extremely holy Sefer of Mishlei. We are on, for those following us, we are on Perik Aleph, uh, Pasuk Zayn. Today we're going to learn three Pesukim, Zayn, Chet, and Tet. And uh, this is the start of the actual Proverbs. Until now it was really just an introduction. And um, now we get to see a little, get a little taste of what is in store for us throughout this Sefer. His first proverb or the first statement of Mashal that Shlomo HaMelech wishes to impart to us states, Pasuk zayin, Yirat Hashem Reshit Da'at Chokhmah Umusar Evilim Bazu Translated, fear of Hashem, Yirat Hashem, fear of God, is the beginning of knowledge Chokhmah Umusar Evilim Bazu, but The skeptics scorn bazu, they scorn wisdom and discipline. So again, the first part of the sefer is going to to teach us the ability to attain chokhmah, wisdom and knowledge. And he's telling us here that fear of Hashem, girat Hashem, is the beginning of knowledge. It is the primary choice component of knowledge. And it's a prerequisite of anything. Chokhmah needs to be predicated on the fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu because that generates our desire to be engrossed uh, in Chokhmah. Uh, you have to think of fear, as, of Yiram as a foundation to a building. If there's any weakness in the building's foundation, the slightest stress will place the entire structure in danger of collapse. So too, if a person's fear of God is weak, vizirat shamayim is weak, and even in the slightest doubt, then it will confuse him. It will cause his faith, his, faith, his emunah, to falter. And as a result, maybe chas Shalom's entire belief system, will be stained, let alone can't be able to reach any form of chokmah. The Malbim writes that in every area of wisdom, Human wisdom, human intellect, is based on fundamentals. Science, for example, is based on experimentation, observation, testing out things, and uh, hypotheses, so on and so forth. The wisdom referred to in the Book of Mishlei is the chokhmah of Torah, is the wisdom of Torah, and and good and good character traits. It's all embedded in one, as we said in, in the previous year. And therefore, the fundamentals are not easily accessible. It's not just, oh, let me see and try out. The wisdom needs to be received from its source. What is the source? Hashem. HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So it's, it's truly impossible to acquire this wisdom, not scientific wisdom or engineering wisdom or artistic wisdom, but wisdom of the Torah cannot happen without fear of God. Yirat Hashem. Fear Hashem, the believing in Him is uh, it, it includes, of course, the unquestioning acceptance of His presence, and the fact that He's mashkiach on the entire world, and of course, the fulfillment of the mitzvot. The Chachamim explain that this statement is the m- motive for proper conduct and behavior, um, and is actually the main uh, slogan for the book of Mishlei, And because of that, it's actually found twice in this book. In this pasuk, which says, And later on, in Perek Tet, at the end of the discourse, in the ninth chapter, at the end of the discussion of attaining chokmah, if you were to open over there, you would see that the pasuk says very similarly, The beginning of wisdom is fear of God. So we see how how it opens and closes with this idea. It's kind of like the motto of of Mishle. You want to attain wisdom. It has to start with Yirat Shamayim. People that don't have Yirat Shamayim, this book's not for them. You have to stop right now. You're, you won't be successful in any part whatsoever without at least attaining or have a little within you of Yirat Shamayim. u <laughs> umusar evilim bazum. Skeptics scorn the wisdom, they scorn the, dis- the, the discipline. So, skeptics are the people who don't fear God. They're the people that um, scorn the Chokhmah and the Musar. The, the Malbim writes that the word Evil, which is the, we translate it as, as skeptics in this Pasuk, Evilim, that they lack fear of God, is the Malbim says it comes from the word Ulai. Ulai in Hebrew means maybe, doubt denotes doubt and therefore these people uh the uh, are, are doubters they're skeptical they're skeptical about the wisdom and fear of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. it doesn't allow them to accept any teaching of wisdom or any teaching of musar because those teachings of wisdom and Musar are are, are predicated on the on the recognition of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, uh, uh, that that and, there and and the fear of him without that if it then, then what are you what are you gonna get? Of course, like we said like we said at the beginning, you got nothing. So these people that are skeptics don't are not interested in attaining wisdom because they lack the fear of God. Skeptics scorn the Khuchmah and the Musar because they don't fear our Kadosh Parachu. And as a result, the Khachmah and Musar have no value to them. It works both way around. They say, well, why do I need Khokmah? Why do I need Musar? Why do I need someone to tell me what I'm doing or what I'm doing wrong. I don't need anyone to discipline uh, me because these people are skeptical of the fact that there is a, a higher wisdom to attain. Rebichanina Ben Dosa explains in Pirkei Avot, the third chapter, uh, Mishnah Yud Aleph. He says, Anyone whose fear of sin takes priority to his chokhmah, his chokhmah will endure. But anyone whose chokmah precedes the fear of sin, then that chokmah is not going to endure. So that's, that's the statement of Rabbi bendosa with his echoing what we said over here. In order to attain chokmah, you need to have fear of sin. There was a story uh, about the Noam Elimelech, of Elimelech of Lezhinsk, who was once castigating himself in the, in the harshest manner possible. He was referring to himself as a horrible uh, sinner, and the, his disciples were watching him say this about himself, and they couldn't understand. They said, Rabbi, how can you say such terrible things about yourself? You know they're not, you know they're not true. So how can you say that? So Belimelech answered with a, by means of a mashal. He goes, there was once a king who wished to redesign his palace and all the chambers of his palace. And one of the laborers who was working at the construction of the new palace he had a grudge against the king. He was upset. He raised the taxes or whatnot. What so he intentionally dug the foundation 10 meters off course. And when they found out that he did this, he was whipped. They gave him a, a smack and he made him fill up the ditch because he made a mistake. Then, says Rav Melach, there was a jeweler. And the jeweler was assigned the task of preparing the diamond that was going to be the centerpiece of the crown that the king was going to wear, but he was negligent and he deviated one fraction of a millimeter in cutting the diamond and the beauty of the gem was ruined and he was given a lengthy prison sentence as a result of this negligence. Rav Elimelech asks his students, he says, how is it that the jeweler whose error was just a fraction of a millimeter was we which was nothing in compared to how the the big mistake that the uh, the uh, the laborer did, and he the jeweler is sent into prison for years as a result for doing that for his negligence. The other guy made such a harsh mistake. What he gave, he gave a few palisas, a few smacks, and he made him dig it up, and that's it. He can move on with the rest of his life. So he explained the following. He says because a person who works with the crown jewels a person who works with things that are so precious has a far greater responsibility than a person who just digs a foundation the minus devi- the, the 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 smallest deviation of something so precious is considered a serious offense so Belimav told the students For a person of limited resources, spiritual resource, uh, you know, I'm a a regular balabite, a guy that doesn't, you know, doesn't have high expectations. So, yeah, a sin is a big violation. Said there, fine, give him a little smack, done, and you can move on with the rest of your life. But a person whose spirituality is at the highest of order and the expectations are so much greater, for him, any small mistake is considered a serious offense. So he said about himself with all the amazing teachers I had and all the knowledge that I gained, he I am falling short of my uh, of my mark. And uh, you know, it was one it was said continuing on longer Noam Elimelech, uh, They said that uh, about he said about himself that I am confident that I'll be admitted to Gan Eden and the 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 Beddin Shalmala will ask me Elimelech, did you study Torah the way you should have? And I'm going to tell them, no. Then they're going to ask, Eli Melech, did you do the mitzvot the way you should have? And I'm going to tell them, no, I didn't. So then they're going to say, Eli Melech speaks the truth. And for telling the truth, he deserves Gan Eden. He's an extremely humble individual. But he always kept himself in check. He understood what he needed to do in order to attain the pure chokhmah but it starts with Yirat Hashem and Yirat Chet. It's realizing and having the, the understanding that, hey, I may be falling short, and there's always more and more wisdom to seek, but it starts with the Yirat Shemaim and it starts with the Yirat Chet. That was a great Noam Elimelech. Us, who is, you know, we reach the ankles of the Noam Elimelech, how much the Yirat and Yirat Chet must play a role in our lives. The Vilna Gaon along this theme says that a person who is God-fearing, who has Yirat and, Shamaim, and, and wants to study Chochma um, in order to um, avoid spiritual pitfalls, right, That uh, then that's the way to do it. A person that wants to avoid the Yetzirah, or he finds himself in troubling situations spiritually, then the Attaining chokhmah is the way to remedy all that because he's searching something important for him. And therefore, when he ser- when, when it's something that he cares about, when he dis- when he discovers chokhmah he's going to hold it dear to him because he knows it's going to help him through life. And therefore, he's going to endure. And uh, on the other hand, a person that lacks fear of, of Hashem, uh, this Evil, these skeptics, they, they, they don't worry about avoiding sin. Um, they're not going to attain any wisdom even after repeated study. Um, th- so the skeptic, who's the person who lacks Yirat Hashem, even if he were to study all the chokhman Musar, and he reads his book, you know, 50 times, cover to cover, nothing will happen to him. In fact, the Rambam in Hilchot Deot, which we quoted last week, instructs individuals who suffer from the maladies of the soul, the, the sickness of the Neshama, what should be the remedy? What is the medicine that they need to seek? They need to seek the spiritual doctors. The spiritual doctors are the words of the chachamim, by by the chachamim teaching and uh, the, the proper and appropriate wisdom to those who seek it. These doctors, they they nurse the afflicted souls with uh, and putting them in the proper path to spiritual health. And that's and what pasuk does the Rambam use? To substantiate this this idea, this pasuk from from our uh, that we just learned in Mishlei, Musar Evilim Bazu, because the the skeptics scorn wisdom and they scorn the discipline because uh, they recognize that they're they have faulty characters, they recognize that they're lacking in many areas of life, but they fail to seek the remedy from the spiritual doctors, those of the Chachamim. The Meiri has a a, a beautiful idea on this pasuk. He says that a person tends to um, degrade something and scorn something when he feels it's unattainable. Uh, f- uh, f- uh, for example, the Chachamim say that a person who can't afford to buy meat, he will scorn it by saying that it's uh, it's spoiled. And uh, and that's why the Avil, the skeptic, he scorns the Chochmah Musa. Um, amongst the many, many people I've encountered in life, the people that tend to be, I don't like to call them uh a- a- anti uh, religious or the people that consider religion as um you know deficient and uh, low on their totem poles uh, and in their list of priorities most of those to- most of the time they say things because it's unattainable to them and they just it- it's impossible if we were to attempt to do something, to seek the wisdom. If they had that just little spark of Yuracha mind, they can see and they can realize. Their eyes will open into many, many things. Uh, and it's an unfortunate reality that sometimes you hear people talk negatively about the Torah and the mitzvot, Jewish people I'm talking about of course, I'm not talking about anti-Semitic Jews I'm talking about Jewish people that that speak so harshly about the Torah and the mitzvot it's unattainable to them, it's impossible because they're inside they don't have the Yirat Hashem so for them, it's just, they're, they're skeptical well, what is this, they just scorn the discipline they scorn uh, the, the Chochmah if an individual was offered an opportunity to be as wise as Shalomo HaMelech Even the greatest fool would accept such an opportunity. Who wouldn't take that opportunity to be his wife, Shlomo Amelech? But wisdom, the chokhmah that we're dealing with over here is not something that you go into your your closet and then like taking out a dress or a suit and putting it on, a perfect fit. That's not how it works. It requires toil. It requires amelut, labor. And therefore... Uh, you know, a huge effort is needed in order to acquire this wisdom, and that's the problem with the skeptic. The skeptic knows the effort involved, and he's not interested, so he holds back, and he's unwilling to exert the effort needed to achieve it. So he despairs of ever succeeding in the in that. Uh, in in achieving the wisdom, and then, then ends up scorning it. That so so that's what the Miri says. The Miri actually continues, and he says that it's a warning for an individual who wishes to attain the chokmah, a person who seeks and dives into the chokmah the Torah, the wisdom of the holy books that we have, not to become frustrated by the effort that's involved um, uh, in in attaining it. Right, a person has to constantly apply himself, you know, over and over and over, day again, day in and day out in the pursuit of Chochmah, until he slowly, but yet surely, will attain that Chochmah. The next Pasuk, which is Pasuk Chet, can be argued as one of the more popular Pesukim in the book of Mishlei. You've probably heard it before. Uh, Moroccans tend to hold very uh, dearly this Pasuk, because it deals a lot with um, cu- uh, customs and keeping of customs, although that's not what we're going to focus on today. But the Pasuk in Pasuk, uh, Shlomo Melech in Pasuk head writes, Shema Beni Musaravicha, Ve'al Titosh Torat Imecha. Probably heard that Pasuk. Shema Beni Musaravicha, hear my child the discipline of your father, Ve'al Titosh Torat Imecha, and do not forsake the teaching of your mother. So there are some that explain this Pasuk quite literally, that the child needs to accept the father's rebuke and the mother's teachings because they're given for the child's benefit. Torat Imecha comes from Lashon Hora'a. hora'ah is instruction, instruction, uh, uh, teaching. This pasuk, which speaks about honoring one's parents and the previous pasuk, which spoke about fear of God, uh, Yirat Hashem, correspond, says the Vilna Gaon, to the three partners in creating each individual. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and one's uh, father and mother. So in the last pasuk, Yav Yirat Hashem, and here you have the obligation to hear the discipline of the father and don't forsake the teaching uh, of the mother. The first musar, the first discipline that a person must accept is that of his parents. That's the first thing that happens in, any, in, in all of our lives. Everyone listening today uh, to this shiur, the first form of musar they ever heard. Was their parents. Um, they, they, they admonish him, they direct him, they put him on the right path um, from, from early youth, from a young age. And that musar will, will sensitize him in order to, so he'll be willing to accept musar in other aspects of his life. Uh, Torah, the, the, the parental musar, parental discipline, is what enables a person to accept Torah discipline. And that's why, a side point, there is the mitzvah ben sorelu more. Mitzvah ben sorelu more is an indivi- the wayward and rebellious son. His punishment is mita, his punishment is death. Everyone asked the question why such a cra- crazy punishment? Why so strict? Why so severe? Oh, okay, rebelled. Everyone rebelled. No, 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 no. The ben sorelu more, although the Chachamim say it never happened in the history, but the ben sorelu more is the person that never had the parental guidance. He never had the parental musar, and he's so wayward that there's no there's no a solution for him. Eventually, he will go off and, and, and commit the worst, most heinous crimes uh, imaginable. And therefore, his punishment is death. But that's for a different time. In this book of Mishlei, we will find many, many times that Shlomo HaMelech is warning the reader or warning the child to hear the rebuke of one's parents. Um, and as well as the warning to parents to rebuke uh, their child and chastise their child. Because it's extremely vital to, uh, to our children to give proper musad. Because a person's intelligence uh, doesn't really fully develop until, uh, until he becomes a mature adult. Uh, when he's a youth, you know, things are still growing, things are happening Person's not thinking straight, those of you that have small children or grandchildren, you hear them, they're just not thinking rationally, they're not thinking logically. That takes time to develop. But one thing that comes full force, even from a young age, is the yitzara, is the evil inclination. The Basuk says in Sefer Devarim, ki yetzir ha'adam ra Because the yetzir, the inclination of, of, of man is bad, from already from his youth. So due to the immaturity that when a person is young, then that full intelligence to uh, overcome the yet is not available. So he needs the parents to direct him and show the child what you need to do, what you don't need to do. And that uh, admonition, that reproof, that uh, chastisement and proper rebuke is what's able to balance or counterbalance the negative, the negative traits or the negativity that is found in his life the Leva Adam um, Some of them Farishim want to say that the, the paternal, the father instinct here is teaching Musar. Shema Beni Musar Avicha And the maternal guidance is that of teaching. The meiri says that the father's job is to through the Musar, is to teach the khokhmah, chuch- the is to teach wisdom, to study khokhmah. And the teaching of the mother is that, is the efforts in order to teach the child proper behavior. Um, others want to say that the father is the natural parental role. He's the parent that speaks harshly. He's the parent that speaks strictly. He disciplines his sons and his daughters. And therefore Shlomo HaMelech says, listen, you child, your job is to listen. Follow the father's Musar. It's not a time to have a conversation. The father is admonishing you. He's setting you on the right path. You listen. He's still Benny. Although although that the father is coming down and chastising and rebuking his son, but it's still my son. It can't go to the point, uh, where, where a father doesn't uh, or chastises his son not for the sake of his son, just because if he lets anger take control, then he loses the whole purpose. It has to be within mind that what I'm telling my son right now is because he's my son. Shema beni, musar avicha. But the mothers, the mothers are generally more soft-spoken, as we know. And when they admonish, they do with a request: "Please do this." You know, maybe it's better if you do that. And usually a conversation ensues, right? So therefore, it's more of a teaching; it's more of a tutelage from the mother. And therefore, don't forsake the teaching of your mother. It doesn't say the musar of your mother. It says altitos. Torat Imecha, the teaching of your mother. The, this pasuk really teaches us the two approaches in serving HaKadosh Baruch uh, And each one has to be utilized in the appropriate si- situation. Sometimes we need to be firm when it comes to our Abodat Hashem. We have to be like like a, like a cedar tree. Uh, 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 and that's learned from the trait or the Musar of one's father. Sh'ma beni Musar avicha. And other times we have to be soft. We have to be soft like a, like a reed, a trait that a person absorbs and learns from his mother, which is done in more gentle terms. Rashi actually has a beautiful interpretation of this Pasuk. He says that Avicha here is not referring to your, um, your biological father. Avicha here is in reference to HaKadosh Baruch your father. The Musad of your father consists of both the Torah Shebikhtav and the Torah she-bealpe, The written Torah and the oral Torah that Kadosh Baruch Hu gave to Moshe. He is Avinu Sheba Shalayim. He's our father in heaven. And the father that gave us the, the both the Torah Shebikhtav and Torah she-bealpe. So who's the mother? Imecha, he says, refers to Umatecha. Umatecha means your nation. B'nai Israel. More specifically is the enactments and the uh, additional G'darim and Takanot that the Chachamim added to the Torah, or the rabbinical laws that the Chachamim did. That's the Torah Imecha. That's why you will see, I mentioned in the beginning, that Moroccans uh, hold dearly. Of, I even have a Sidur that writes this on the back of the Sidur, this Pasuk, Al titos imecha, because this is in reference to the customs that one has. This is the Pasuk that teaches us not to let go of your customs. And of course, Moroccans feel very, very strongly about their customs; and they don't want to let them go. So that's why you'll see many Moroccan sidurim, books of 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 Moroccan minagim. You'll always start with this pasuk, "Alti Tosherat Imecha," because these are the additional innovations or enactments that were that were used in in the person's uh, birth country. The Vilna Gaon says a slightly different than Rashi. He says "Shma uh, Beni Musar is in reference to the written Torah only, and the "Alti Tosherat Imecha." Don't forsake the teachings of your mothers in reference to the oral Torah, the Torah Shebel because the written Torah is compared to the father's musar, because that's where we find the general principles of the mitzvot without explanation. This is what you have to do, right? This is this is the law. Here's the general law. You know, lotil b'shadenes. Don't wear uh, The Torah just tells us what to do—general principles and instruction. The maternal guidance, which we say is the Torah is more detailed. It's a—it's—it's it's a, a progress, and therefore you start studying, and there's there's a lot more branches that stem out from that um, strict. Discipline that was given from the father and that is the function of the Torah Peh, the oral Torah, which has all the many many uh, different uh, Aspects of every single mitzvah and because of this Chachamim uh, Learned from this pasuk that whenever you have a minhag between your father and your mother you have to follow your, you have to follow your father so your father's minhag takes precedence because that's the one that is more that is more strict is more solid and of course is more source. Torah shebichtav is more from the source than that of the um, of the Torah sheb'alpeh. Um So that that concludes pasuk Chet. The last pasuk we're going to learn today is pasuk tet, also connected to uh, almost like a continuation of pasuk Chet. Why do I need to hear the discipline of your father and don't forsake the teaching of your mother? va'anakim says, Because they are an adornment of grace for your head and they are chains for your neck. What it means over here. So, Mabim says that the head symbolizes thought, and the neck symbolizes speech. So the musar that a person learns and the teachings that a person receives from his parents will adorn an individual through his thoughts and his speech. All of a sudden, a person's sechel, a person's machshavot and his dibur become holy. Once a person is able to uh, receive and absorb all the chokhman musar from his parents, then all of a sudden he becomes a different individual in the way he thinks and the way he speeches speak speaks. He is a more mature individual now. All of a sudden you can see it. You can you, you talking with him. You go, wow, this person is different. He's not talking like a, like an imbecile before. Now all of a sudden you know he's he, he's he's a gentleman. He's he's ladylike. She's ladylike. This is something that that we that we should appreciate. Mashenken, what it was not before. Uh, this person. Who didn't hear any discipline or uh, from his parents? Unfortunately, you'll always come across people in life, Jews, non-Jews, uh, you know, in, in parts of the world where you can't help but uh, but 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 say to yourself, these individuals look at the way they talk, look at the way they, they they dress, look at the way they they walk around. You know, is it their fault? Probably not. But I'll tell you one thing: it must be that they didn't receive this. Uh, this Musar Avicha and Torati Mecha. There's no way because if they would have had that, it would it would have steered them in a different direction. Unfortunately, the lower class of, of the world are, are those that usually lacked this first step. The first step we said, of course, was Yirat Hashem, and then after that was uh, Musar Avicha and Torati Mecha. And those that that are that have find that or are missing that aspect to their lives are usually individuals that are lost in the way. And it's even difficult having a conversation with them because you feel, well, we're not even on the same level. How can I even converse with with, with the with these individuals? Says the Vilna Gaon, the symbolism of this pasuk, he says that in the time of the, of the Gemara, it was customary to make jewelry for one's wife according to her qualities. And a, a head ornament, a crown, was created for a woman who possessed superior intelligence and a necklace was uh, created or or fashioned for a woman who had many many good deeds now the head ornament or the crown was fashioned from one piece because that corresponds to the sechel the intellect which is one single entity the neck ornament was comprised of many pieces because every good deed, every ma'aset tov is a separate act, it's a separate mitzvah. And similarly, the Torah and the mitzvot are a person's ornaments. The Torah study is the crown, the ketel al rosho is one piece, it's one ornament, and it's the adornment of grace, liviatchen, hemle roshecha, it's a Hen. and the mitzvot are represented by the anakim teja the chains around the neck, because it's representative of the body, the body which performs the ma'asim. I use my hands to shake the lulav. I use my hand to wrap the tefillin. And therefore, the neck and the chains go down the body in representation of the mitzvot that is done by the body. But the crown is the Torah, one piece, because that stems from the sechel and or, or the mind. Rav Samson Raphael Hirsch points out that the parental teaching, a father's musar and a mother's instruction, began before a child's formal education. From the, moment, from the moment the child is born, the father and the mother are already teaching. When he approaches adulthood, once his child approaches adulthood, he can easily think, I don't need my parents anymore. Ah, eh, I, can, I can answer for myself. I know how to get through things myself. He thinks he's better educated. And God forbid, he can rebel against the demands of his father or that of his mother. So therefore, he's always advised to accept his father's education and his mother's lessons for his whole life. An adult is considered a person of independent judgment whose head rests on the gargerotecha, rests on the neck. And uh, because it's one being, but even an adult, even an adult is obligated to follow his father's teachings, uh, both in the past and in the present. And that should be the precious ornament. That is the crown, that, and that is the, the necklace around a, person's, uh, around a person's neck. Finally tonight, Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi expounds this, this pasuk by saying that if a person is walking alone on the road, he should immerse himself in the study of the Torah. Why? Because the study of Torah is considered leviyah, Leviah is an accompaniment of grace, as we said. Torah will accompany a person and protect him. And if not only that, if one's head hurts, if one's suffering from a headache, or one's throat hurts, allergy season now, right? Got headaches, you got throat itching, right? It's happening right now. Then he should become engrossed in Torah study as well. Because... Not only is it a hem le Roshecha, but it's also an anakim legalgerotecha. It brings um, it brings refuah. The Torah brings refuah to all your body parts. The Chachamim say that the word Roshecha, your head in this Pasuk, is likened to the word Rishiotecha. Rishiotecha means also your poverty, which we'll see later on in the sixth parak. Explaining that the words of Torah always remain... This chen, they will always remain a keter, a crown, an adornment of grace, even when a man becomes old and he's no longer able to support himself and he doesn't have a job or and he's just sitting at home. Nevertheless, he's going to be assisted by those who respect him for his learning, for the study of Torah that he had in his in his life or throughout his life. And that's what Rab Pinchas ben Chama says in the Gemara that uh, this pasuk is in reference to the Torah and the mitzvot. Because the Torah and mitzvot is what accompany a person wherever he goes and whatever he does. It's one of the reasons why a funeral is called a levaya. A levaya means escorting. uh, The literal reason why it's called a levaya is because we escort the deceased to their final resting place. That's why the mitzvah of levayah is to follow the hearse, or to follow the coffin to its final resting place. But not only that; the reason why it's called levayah, it's called a levayah because the mitzvah in the Torah also accompany a person to the next world to Olam haba when he, and not only into the next world, but as he's here, when he moves from place to place, the mitzvot follow follow him wherever he goes. When he builds a house, there's a mitzvah to build a fence. Uh, 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 around the roof when he installs a door he has to put up a mezuzah when he buy when he puts on new clothing he's, he has to make sure it's not uh, a sha'adnez, so on and so forth uh, uh, as he goes on uh, throughout this world so not only is in olam bab, everywhere he turns the mitzvot are following him and accompanying him and you're supposed to grab on those mitzvot but of course in olam bab, when there's no more opportunity to do mitzvot those are the those are the reward, deeds, and merit that follow a person into the next world. This is the meaning of The adornment of grace on your head and the chains of your neck come as a result of what? Come as a result of three things. A. It must start with Yirat Hashem. It has to be with the fear of God. In order to attain any wisdom of Torah, it must uh, be predicated with Yirat Hashem. Without that, you can't do anything. You can't even begin. I would close this book right now and go away. Don't study this book. You have other things to study. It has to begin with Yirat Shamaim. Once you have Yirat Shamaim, then it's adopting the principles and the teachings and the discipline from your parents throughout life, not just when you're a child, but even as you grow older, because those teachings and principles will help you attain the wonderful wisdom that we seek. B'ezrat Hashem. Next week, we will continue our study of this sefer with much more parables and proverbs to delight ourselves and uh, and indulge in. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a wonderful evening.